Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Wednesday evening edition of its news to us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And quickly, before we get into today's news, of which there's a lot of, I just want to apologize as I misuploaded yesterday's podcast. So most of you got a repeat of Monday's podcast as compared to yesterday's podcast with David. Uh, David uh, was nice enough to catch it and let me know. We have updated. So if you want to hear yesterday's, it's there. But honestly, it's dated now because we're now moving on to Wednesday. So, And if that was news to us, then we're, we're in really sad shape. Yeah, exa- exactly. So I apologize again for, for, for repeating an episode. Uh, just uh, made a mistake in the uploading process. But we'll get right into it. This was a really newsy day. And dear God, we've been doing nothing but stories about schools for, for more than a week now. And this is not going to change um, for today. Uh, Jeff, you went down to Dinwiddie where we got um, a week after the fact, uh, an update on the situation that happened last week at Dinwiddie schools with the evacuation and the fire. Um, Basically what happened? What did they tell us? Uh, Well, basically first and foremost, the condition of the students, three students were injured. Uh, Two have been released uh, and one is still in the hospital and all three have a long road to recovery. So, and they had some severe burns from this uh, fire that happened at this chemistry classroom at Dinwiddie High School last Wednesday. Uh, Dennis Hale, the Dinwiddie Fire and EMS chief, uh, says the reason that the, or the experiment that led to the fire had to, it was like a flammable liquid uh, experiment. And the teacher, uh who uh, conducted this experiment uh, did it twice, once for the, the, the students. And then again is for the, the, when he did it the second time, that's when the fire started. The reason the fire started and the reason that the fire started so quickly with the second time around is that not all the methanol, uh, I don't know if I'd mentioned that this involved methanol before, but it did. Uh, the experiment involved methanol was not cleaned entirely off the bottom of the beaker, which provided uh, a blue flame when more methanol was added. So uh, Hale was saying that this methanol was added from a narrow neck bottle into a beaker. And once it came in contact with this methanol that was there from the previous experiment, it caused something called flame jetting, which basically, and he uh, referred to YouTube videos. So if you put up flame jetting, and that's F-L-A-M-E, like flame, and then jetting, J-E-T-T-I-N-G, uh, there's some videos that kind of describe what it is. Now, what happened when this thing, uh, when the new methanol was added, uh, there was not an explosion. It was just a an instant fire that kind of shot diagonally from where the experiment was taking place to a wall. And those students who are in the path of that fire were the ones who got injured. None of the other students in the classroom were injured. Just those students that were in the path of that fire. 
Um, a very important thing was mentioned during this by the superintendent of Dinwiddie Schools, Curry Weston, that neither the teacher nor the students were wearing protective gear. Another important thing is that they have not spoken to the teacher yet. He's on administrative leave. Uh, the re initial reports a week ago was that a teacher was injured. However, they couldn't say at this press conference if this particular teacher was injured or his condition. We assume he's the teacher who was injured unless there was another teacher observing in the classroom, but we assume it's the teacher, but they haven't spoken to him yet. They hope to in the next week. They want to figure out why the, I mean, methanol is something that's used and improved to be used in uh, chemistry classrooms in Dinwiddie schools. There's a little bit of a question whether or not this experiment, you know, was handled correctly, especially the second time around. And maybe the methanol should have been removed from the bottom of the beaker before doing it the second time, or maybe even use a, a separate beaker to begin with. But that's, a host of questions they need to ask this teacher, but right now they haven't spoken to the teacher yet, but at least they know what happened. Right, exactly. And to be clear, this is a, a long time uh, teacher. Yes. And I, I vaguely recall, and you can correct me on this, I believe this is not the first time he has tried this experiment. Um, and I don't think it's the first time he's tried this experiment. Uh, I've learned from the news conference today that he has a private YouTube channel where he does experiments like this. Yeah. So. I don't know, uh, but, you know, obviously he did it multiple times all in the classroom, and the second time is where the trouble started. But previous to that, those two times, I'm sure that he's done it before, given that he's taught for 18 years. Right, right, exactly. And uh, you mentioned flame jetting. I did while you were, you know, talking about about the whole the whole press conference. I did happen to go to YouTube and look up flame jetting yeah. and to, to basically describe it for the people listening. It, it sounds like a forceful directional flame. Basically, yep, that's exactly what it is, and that's why only the students that were in the path of that fire yeah. were the ones that got hurt, and the whole classroom didn't you know, caught catch on fire. Right. It was just a wall, a section of a wall that where that flame was going to. Right. Exactly. And, and to refresh people's memory, this led to the evacuation of the school. Um, they ended up having the day that the rest of that day off in an asynchronous day um, a week ago, Thursday. Um, and then they were back in school on Friday. Uh, but, and, and, you know, more importantly, let's focus on the conditions here. Like you said, one kid is going to be in the hospital for, for some time, I believe was the direct. Yes, that is correct. But all of the kids have a long road to recovery. Yeah. Um, not just the kid in the hospital, but also the two other kids who are not in the hospital anymore. Right. Um, but it's important to know that um, as far as, you know, just a little insider baseball that you're not going to get in the stories that you hear on the, on the, uh, um, on the, uh, on the air. They're, they're using a long-term sub and using kind of, you know, since the chemistry teacher isn't there, they're using a long-term sub and doing what kind of Henrico is doing to fill their gaps. It's a virtual teacher mm -hmm. doing, you know, chemistry experiments. Right, because, right, yeah. I mean, it, they're having, you know, let's, let's get a little off track for a second. They're having trouble finding teachers all over the place yeah. um, in every district. We're not just saying Dinwiddie, every district. 
finding specialty teachers, yeah, for example, a chemistry teacher. Certainly a chemistry teacher difficult. is a specialty teacher. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, even more, even more difficult. Special, I shouldn't have said specialty, but specialized because specialty right. obviously, you know, stands for band and stuff, but specialized teacher like chemistry. Um, well, is it also difficult. means you can't get some yeah. random guy off the street to teach a chemistry class effectively. Right. right. Exactly. So, so that's, that is not surprising that that is the, the outcome of this. Um, yeah. and, and we're not impugning the, the teacher at all. You know, we, for all we know, this was a experiment that just simply went wrong. And, and like you said, like you uploaded the wrong, uh, podcast yesterday, people yeah. make mistakes. I mean, yes. this guy has been teaching for 18 years, 99 out of a hundred times. He could have cleaned the beaker between experiments. Right. It just and, wasn't cleaned enough. I don't know. And for all we know, he did and missed. And missed a spot, yeah. you know? So, so. And I'm not sure exactly what can lead to flame jetting, but if you have a little bit of a blue flame, yeah, that thing can happen, apparently. And, and let us stress, and I don't think that anyone is under any, um, you know, it, it would be surprised to, at all to know that neither you nor I have very much experience in science, chemistry, yeah. or flames. No. So, so, you know, we're talking well, this is what we've been told by the people yeah, yeah. who know. Right. Right. No. But I would, you know, if, if people want are curious as to what this happened, do what Matt did, go to YouTube and look up flame jetting because they told us to do that. And I haven't done it yet, but yeah. um, you know, cause when I had to go back, I had to get to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, but, but basically uh, I would look up flame jetting cause it, the way Matt described it is the way they described it. Yeah. It's a directional flame that kind of moved in a diagonal direction. Yeah, exactly. So um, moving on to our next story, which still deals with schools, still <laughs> deals with issues within schools. Um, additional officers were at Brooklyn Middle School today in Henrico a day after the stabbing incident that occurred um, on Tuesday. And Henrico police made a pretty clear call to parents to get more involved with their students, um, you know, because not only did we have this um, this stabbing that occurred at Brooklyn, which was very serious, and a kid suffered serious injuries, and, and another kid is facing serious charges. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you have the fight at Highland Springs on Monday. Um, you had a shooting outside of a Richmond Elementary School on Friday. You had a shooting outside of a football game on Thursday. Um, and then, of course, you had the Dinwiddie incident, which is not related to any fights. But just in a, a, you've had a series of, of incidents at schools, and they really just want parents to talk to their kids and, and find out what's going on and see if this, this can be nipped before it becomes a problem in the school. Right. And they kind of mentioned about the uh, mental aspect of what happened in this Dinwiddie chemistry room, mm-hmm. uh, the superintendent saying that, uh, you know, there are extra counselors on hand because what happened, even though, you know, it wasn't a shooting. When something happens like that in a classroom, it's not normal and you're going to react to it. And kids who aren't, or minds aren't, you know, entirely mature are not going to know how to process all that. So they had extra counselors on hand, you know, once, uh, once school resumed. Right. Exactly. And, um, you know, there's a lot of trauma out there. There's a lot of trauma. There's been a lot of trauma the last couple of years. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. And I think I discussed this with with David a little bit yesterday, too, Um, especially with the the stabbing and the fighting incident in in Rico. 
you have a mixture of kids who have who've had difficulty with socialization over the last couple of years, good or bad, because, you know, of 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 school being out of session because of of the pandemic. Um, You have teachers who um, are leaving the profession for a variety of reasons. So you have limited teachers, you have limited police for a variety of reasons, um, including pay and issues within policing and uh, pressures within policing. And all of this is combining and creating situations within school. There isn't one cause. There isn't going to be one solution. That's just that. That's me getting on my soapbox for, for yeah, us. I mean, there's no doubt to know, to say that mental health issues are, you know, playing a role. Right. Exactly. So again, there were, were additional police officers. Um, and as we said, that there is a seventh grader facing serious charges. He's facing three charges, uh, stabbing possession of a knife on school property and malicious wounding. So, so something to, you know, again, to keep an eye on to see how that that proceeds. And hopefully, and I don't know that we'll get, you know, for a variety of reasons, including privacy reasons, I don't know if we'll get an update on the other student's condition, but he did have a serious, uh, serious. Yeah, it's kind of the same situation with the Dinwiddie thing. I was like, well, we can tell you that, you know, two of the kids are out of the hospital, but they still have a long road to go, which means they're still dealing with issues. And we're not going to know the condition of the person who's still in the hospital in Dinwiddie either. Yes. Um, sorry, I was just uh, as as we were talking, I was getting an update on yet another story we're following. So I I, I uh, apologize for that. Um, that will probably be on tomorrow's podcast. Um, moving moving on from these two school situations, um, talk to a number of police departments today because actually they're working on an effort to fight catalytic converter theft. Um, and I was shocked at how quickly this is got this has become a thing. Um, yeah. Chesterfield was saying in 2017, they had six converters stolen the entire year. Okay. Um, and let me just pull up the number in front of me. In 2022, that is, of course, this year, uh, right now, there's been over 300 and we still have two months to go. What so, was the number again? I'm sorry. It, it was six in 2017. Okay. Over 300 in 2022. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, that is, you know. Yeah. So that, and, and, I'm glad I asked you to repeat that because that bears repeating. That's yes. a huge increase. So so what they're doing is they, they've come to an agreement with uh, Midas, the Midas area stores here, here in the Richmond area, um, to mark the catalytic converters. Basically, they're, they're going to etch them and spray paint them. Different colors for different localities, though I'm not exactly sure why, maybe just for tracing purposes, different localities will get different yeah. colors. Um, but by having them painted and tagged, I, they become less valuable to trade in and get cash for because they're less likely to be recycled. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it serves as a deterrent. It's apparently very easily to, to steal a catalytic converter. Apparently you just roll underneath the car, snip, snip, pull it away. Um, and they've, they've got very, very valuable metals in them. But if they're spray painted, they can't really be recycled as well. So this service is done for free? It will be done for free three days over the next three months. You'll have to register online with Midas. um, And they'll have a four-hour period on these three days where they'll just simply spray paint them um, for free. Um, And um, the the days are, and I want to see if I have it. It's uh, December. 
let me look at it actually. Yeah, you can you got the story. I was trying to get, I was trying to do it from memory in November yeah. 13th, December 11th and January 8th. Okay. So so uh, and 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 in fact we we even got to see the, the you know Midas took a, took us underneath the car. I was underneath the bus earlier today. It was actually So really you have the skill now to do what these thieves are doing? I mean, I don't have the tools. Oh, okay. <laughs> even if you did, you probably could I mean, I have the skills to tag them. I mean, I could take a spray paint can. Not that you would ever do that. Yeah, but you, not that you, way, but, you know. Gotcha. So, but basically, is it? I mean, going back to registering for this thing, is you go to the Midas website or how you do that? Uh, yeah, there's there's a link on the Midas uh, website, and you can register and and just get okay. Them. And that link on our website too? It is not on our website. <laughs> okay, sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay, let's let's pull back the curtain a little bit. We had a lot going on this afternoon, and I wasn't able to get the link up on the website. I apologize. At some point, we will get the link up on the okay, website. That's good. But but we had, I mean, we had we had the, the Brooklyn story and the Dinwiddie yeah, yeah. story. It, it became yeah. difficult to 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 manage all of those things. So I just did not get the link up on the website. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that is on your news director here. So <laughs> so um, but that Sorry is basically there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not not only do I not put up the correct podcast, I don't put up links anymore. I'm just you know, I'm, I'm falling down on the job. Um, but anyway, so that is what we have uh, for you today on on its news to us. Obviously, again, hopefully we will get to a point where we're not focusing on something bad going on in the schools. Um, it's, well, at least it's nothing new weird. bad happened in a school today. Yes, that, that is good. That is good. But, I'm, you know, unfortunately, we still had these these updates and these situations. Yeah. And and hopefully hopefully a healthy recovery for both the Dinwiddie uh, student still in the hospital and for the, the Brooklyn Middle School Amen student to that. was stabbed. So, again, this has been the Wednesday evening edition of its news to us. He's Jeff Stapleton. I'm Matt Demline. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.